Gentlemen, I come to you in dire straits. Yes? There is a drought. What kind? A drought of reading fan fictions on the internet. <gasps> so Save here I propose. I propose to you, my good friends. Yes? A reading. <gasps> but not any reading. <gasps> but a 79th episode of <gasps> So You Think You Can Fanon. You mad bastard. It that does include work. Chain of Memories, though, so I don't know if this is the 79th this is, fic this or would, not. This would be the 80th episode. Fuck. Well. Shit. Okay. Well, that ruined it. Anyways, right. welcome to So You Think You Can Get the Episode Number Right. I'm your host. I thought and I was wrong. I am Matt, a person who doesn't exist. I'm Sergio. I'm in this fan fiction, actually. Really? Tell yes. Us, what was uh what was it like being part of the production? Be being in the organization 13. Mm -hmm. Um it was a lot better than my uh my audition for organization seven. Really? Yeah, so I, I initially um uh tried for the role of Black Rose, but they were like, "No, you're not Rosy dark enough. enough. You're not oh. dark enough." And I was like, "Have you seen me?" And they were like, "No, we mean like the darkness." I was like, "Dang!" <laughs> but 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 then this other guy showed up, and they were like, "Cool, we're changing your name to Dark Rose." Halfway through the book, and they were like, "Cool." But weren't Dark Rose and Dark Heart two different people? No, we're talking about uh, Black Rose and Dark Rose. They're the same person, but he. Oh. I think I, I think it started out as Black Rose, and then when he appeared again, he was Dark Rose. Nice. I might have gotten the name screwed around for my joke, but you get the point. All right, what have we found today? I know I, what we found today. Yeah, I feel I like that's it. a rhetorical question. Hmm. Yes, because. I'm always the one who asked what we did today. But this time, I'm the one who did it. Today, we bring you one that has graced our eyes many times. And by ours, I mean mine, because yes, I'm always are. looking for a good Kingdom Hearts fan fiction. And let me tell you, they suck. Almost all of them are just Axel and Roxas, fingers and thumbs, days and days on end. It's probably hey, hey. Hey, the the best King Hearts fan fiction chain of memories doesn't have any of that. I know, I know. That's why we read it. It's the best. But today, we have what might be the second best. It is titled "Those Lacking Spines." This came out before Final Mix of Kingdom Hearts Two, right? Uh, certainly came out before the Americans had it. I mean, kinda. All right, like, so, like in an official capacity, in like any oh, capacity, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Well, uh, I mean, I yeah, I remember I, seeing English translations even in like the 2010s. 
Uh, yeah, early Kingdom, Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix was released in Japan on March 29th, 2007, which so means this is pre predates it. Way does it pre wait, does it predate December 2000? Uh, what month? This predates the English release of 2 as well. What the fuck? April two April two thousand six. Oh, is... oh so no, this... I'm wrong. I thought it was February two thousand six. No, it it Kingdom Hearts two was out for a month at this point. Hmm. Okay. And I th I think this finished before three five eight days came out. No, 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 no. Three five eight days came out in the middle. This uh came out in America in September twenty ninth two thousand seven. In Japan, it was May thirtieth, but. Being that the spans from 2006 to 2008, it definitely was with them. Hmm. I'm just gonna post this real, this picture real quick. All right. And just before we read, I just want to point out in the multiplayer of 358, Sora's portrait looks so out of place. Mm hmm. Specifically, Sora's. Yeah, it's, like look um... how shaded and detailed all the other portraits are, and then Sora's is just. KH1 bottom right picture. I don't know. It doesn't look Twilight too different from Riku. Mickey. I think. Is there, um, two, is there two different Mickey? What? No. What did you just say about Mickey? <laughs> uh, whatever. Our brains are fucked. We're recording this at like two in the morning. So let's almost uh, do in the morning. Let's be not six minutes from now. let's not expend too many of our brain cells thinking about portraits, shall we? <clears throat> yeah. All right, I'm going to narrate. This is can mine. I, it's my can, baby. Can, can I be the author's note as well as the description? You can be the author's note as well as the description. All right. So make sure you introduce who the author is. Okay, so it looks like the the author might oh. be the the author is multiple people actually. As the organization six. Uh, there are six of them, according to the the fanfiction I met. They are Gexagi, Gext. You you this Gex. got Gex on it. Gex. Nice. Uh, you got Renaxic, Zells, Dixa, Minx, and Lynx. I probably butchered most of those, and I'm sorry. But this is by Gexagi. Uh, description reads: Immune to a suspicious parasite by merit of their manly looks, Zaldan, Vexen, and Lexaeus. Set on a journey to save the rest of Organization 13 from the biggest nightmare of all. Mike Freedy. <laughs> kidding, it's a stupid, stupid fan fiction. Nobody knows who Mike Freedy is in 2006. <laughs> Graduated high school in 2006. Fuck, you're right. <laughs> uh, Alright. So, author's note, update 51610. Been a while, hasn't it, guys? In all my OCDness, I'm trying to go back through and fix these chapters so the paragraph breaks that uh, fanfiction.net so rudely removed will be back in the story. In the meantime of my absence, however, the story's gotten a lot of attention, even a TV tropes page. Can I just say, say two things? Wow. And thank you? I'm glad my story continues to make people laugh, even a few years later. Incidentally, I just about died when it turned out Zexion's other was really an eight-year-old. In any case, thanks for the love and enjoy the paragraph breaks. I just realized that Birth by Sleep must have come out when he wrote that. Gex, uh, hyphen Gexagy. 
Well, that's scary. Remember when we were so innocent when Birth by Sleep came out? We didn't know what would happen. We didn't I, know I, what the series would turn into. I was, I was like, yeah, the, yeah. This this author's note was written four months after it, uh, it hit the states. But I was so jealous of people who had PSPs because I really wanted to play Birth by Sleep, but I didn't have a PSP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I remember the Game Informer mag for it, and I was like, "Wow, wow!" I remember Game Informer? Remember when you get copies of it? I remember a very specific memory of me being at an airport, and I saw a kid playing it on his PSP, and he like got up and he left his PSP like to go to the bathroom, and little kid me's brain was like, "Don't do it! Don't don't do it! Don't take it! Don't take it!" But I could have, but I I chose the light side option. His mom was probably right there and was. <laughs> Sergio, uh, yeah, I, Sergio I, I gets mean... shot by a mother for stealing a seven-year-old's <laughs> fucking PSP. It was in the Detroit airport, so I would have been like our meme, shot dead in the streets of Detroit. That's sad. All right, um, ground rule: I get to be Zemnus. I don't care about anything else. Ground rule. The hunter would like to be Roxas. <clears throat> okay. Is Roxas in the story? If so, yes. that's fine, I guess. Jacob can be whoever else he wants. He has the most agency sure. and freedom as the main character. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> Chapter one. If he wasn't be shonen, would you be so into him? There was nothing to do in the world that never was. Dark City. For all the foreboding architecture, neon alien symbols, and fanboyish excitement to be found in it, was surprisingly lacking of interesting things to do. Sure, the place was cool enough to look at, but the local economy was learning the hard way that it's a bad idea to build an entire city without so much as an outlet mall. Blame flew in all directions. Why did the original six members of the organization pick the most far-off, destitute, backwater world in non-existence for their fortress? Why did they erect the city of nobodies that didn't have so much as a bowling alley, a nightclub, or a video arcade? Do they really plan to do nothing but plot domination of the worlds and sit in their castle all day, brooding and whining about how they didn't have any hearts? Boo-hoo, what was them? Whatever the case. The, wait, wait, hold on. Do the lesser nobodies pay taxes to the organization? <laughs> yeah, what's their what's their tax rates in the world that never was? Do they have a currency? Do you think um Well they have an economy, they have to have some form of currency. How do they have an economy? They have it nothing. Says, it says right here the local economy is learning the hard way it was a bad way to build an entire city without an outlet mall. That's true. What the? That's oh, that's that's something that was written fifteen years ago. So, um, do nobodies have equal opportunity employment laws? Like, can a dust... no? I don't. I wouldn't think so. Like, I don't imagine think, I don't a berserker in a dust. A sniper. I would. I would guess that. Uh, the lower the lower echelon of nobody is there. Is there slavery? <laughs> I would th- I would think a dusk is equivalent to a slave. A dusk does look like he would belong in a Gachamuchi video. 
Like, like Dusks would probably make, like, minimum wage. And as you become a stronger nobody... Nobody's, like, level up in, like, evol- like Digivolve? Uh, I don't think so. Think I so? think it's... I think it's... You get what you got. Yeah, you get what you get. And you don't throw a fit. Alright. <clears throat> Let's not waste too much time. This first chapter is actually really long, it looks like. Whatever okay. the case, there was really... Very little that could draw the members of Organization 13 out into the city they'd built for any reason whatsoever. Except, of course, to film pretentious cutscenes to give birth to a sweeping wave of fan spooge prior to the release of the next game in the series. Even within the castle, it was often difficult to find something to do. There were only so many hours and days you could spend locked in your private quarters, angsting and staring at Kingdom Hearts out the window, or muttering... I do believe in my own existence. I do believe in my own existence. I do. I do. For morale's sake, the organization had done their best to remedy the situation a few years back, but their efforts never really amounted to anything. The satellite channels and D-cell connections from Twilight Town were known to periodically crap out, and by the time any mortal pizza guy arrived, having been devoured by Heartless and resurrected as a dusk, the cheese was always cold. Text a little known fact that Demics, the organization's number nine, began as a lowly pizza boy. So it looks like you can digivolve in this universe that they're setting up. Well, and that's not... He was always a human. He was just a pizza boy. So he, he didn't digivolve. He just got... He just got a new... He got a career I, change. I find it very funny now hmm. that we... we of, of what we think we know about Demix, if he's the master of masters, that the master of masters was a pizza boy before he was like... <laughs> I'm going to become the master of masters. <laughs> Zaldan lamented this fact, sitting in his room, dramatically nicknamed the Non-Entities Library, reading a blank-covered volume of short fiction one dreary, non-existent morning. He thought he might run out that day and menace some innocent world inhabitants for fun, but Xemnas had him holding down the fort. Nothing left to do but go through the library and look for something to read besides the redundant books full of blank verses. Allow the narrator to take a brief interlude into the present tense so that I may introduce you to Zaldan. He is the esteemed number three of the organization, and his nickname is the Whirlwind Lancer. He wields six spears in combat and possesses the element of wind and also controls the ranks of the Dragoon Nobodies. He is easily recognized by his muscular frame, his sharp blue eyes, his braids. Don't ever call them the dreadlocks. Do you know what you have to do to your hair to get dreadlocks? <sighs> but most people instead choose to pick him out by his sideburns, which are rumored to think and, and act independently <laughs> based. of him. Very based. Very cool. You know, sideburns were named after a man whose last name was Burnside. <laughs> Have you seen him? Yeah, he was he a Confederate general. No, he no he was a, he was a Union. Here, I will post a picture of Ambrose Everest Burnside for you, Matt. I hope I hope it looks like his sideburns are about to bulge out and consume. Oh, the... about to, <laughs> <laughs> about to. <laughs> for those of you who can, that motherfucker uh, is sideburns. Psychic. <laughs> Look up, look up this man. I've yeah, seen this Google. man before. I didn't know we named sideburns after him. He's so based. I mean, apparently, he, I'm pretty sure he's a terrible general. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think he was horrible. Pretty much anyone who wasn't Ulysses S. Grant in the Civil War was not a good general. Let's continue reading. Yes. <clears throat> 
The narrator feels so inclined as to introduce him to you because, for some reason, either due to sheer coincidence or the incorrect belief that obvious male features and the lack of wispy, bee-shonen girl hair make a person ugly. Zaldin is something of a non-entity in his own fandom, the first person to dig up ten stories that star or even importantly mention number three will win a free sandwich of their choice at participating subway restaurants. Search your feelings, you know it to be true, except for the subway thing. No, 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 back off. The narrator is not buying you lunch, you deadbeat. I will be, I'll be Zaldin. Go ahead. The narrator will kindly get on with things. Zaldin glanced up from his book. Cutting in from the other side of the fourth wall. Yes, the narrator apologizes. After several hours of the in-depth study of the book he'd picked out for the day, and dreading the next time there would be a stupid nothing reference to something in the prose, Zaldan was relieved to hear someone arriving through the gateway upstairs. He set the book on a nearby table and stepped through the portal, reappearing in the proof-of-existence room just in time to catch number seven, Syax, on his way back in from somewhere. Interesting mission, Zaldan asked, noticing a series of long claw marks on the sleeves of Syax's coat. Heartless. Such nuisances. Syax sneered, repairing his coat with a few waves of a gloved hand. Superior sent Roxas and me to scout out Hollow Bastion to see what those loathsome creatures are doing. Mobilized around the villain's veil. He swept a stray piece of his purple hair back behind his ear. Zaldan looked intrigued. Uh, my brain is fucking and shut they, off. And they snuck up on you. In my defense, I'd never seen their type before. He replied. Smaller, faster, nastier bites. Holding up one of his hands to show the hole punched... Clean through his glove. One of them wounded me. Where is Roxas? Zaldan asked of him. I'm not sure. He came back before I did. Syax turned towards the stairs. Now if you'll excuse me, I must report to the superior. Filing away the conversation, which would no doubt be crucial to the plot later on, Zaldan made his way down a few floors to the lounge of the non-existent. Okay. I yes. see... I see... Luxor, Demix, and Larxene. So I'm guessing it's going to be me, Demix, Matt, Luxor, Sergio, Larxene. Yes. Probably. <clears throat> the lounge seemed the place to be this particular morning, Zaldan noted, <laughs> watching the activity around him as he started up the, set, uh, the cycle on the coffee maker of Nada. <laughs> That's a clever name. Number 12, Larxene sat on a stool at the counter, filing her nails and pretending not to listen to the rally of insults flying between Demix and Luxord, playing cards at the table. You are totally cheating, Demix complained, throwing his cards down suddenly. There's no way you could be beating me so bad. Go fish is my game. Number 10, Luxord shrugged, casually setting down another set of pairs. He's the gambler of fate, stupid. Everything's his game. Larxene snickered cattily from behind them. Hey, don't take his side. Demix protested, recovering his cards nonetheless. I'm not. I'm just running some commentary. She shrugged. Well, uh, don't. And who are you to order it? Higher rank than you. 
Demix pointed out. Both of you, shut up! Do you have any fours, number nine? I love Robin Atkin Downs. <laughs> oh, no way! Demix threw down a few cards, crossing his arms in a pout. Why did I agree to play with you? You're a dumbass. Larkseen offered. Don't call me mean name. It's Zaldan. Try not to undermine authority while I'm standing right here, number 12. Zaldan said suddenly, pouring himself a cup of coffee and taking it black. Like his soul. I relate. Rather, that should say cream and two sugars. Like his soul. The narrator emphasizes that the lack of a heart does not turn everyone to a whiny, angsty, wrist-cutting loser. This was definitely written in 2006. I don't think you could get away with that in 2021. <laughs> yeah. uh, screw this. Where's, where'd Roxas skip off to? Larkseen sniffed. I can push him around and he can't complain. Uh, he was in he was in here a minute ago getting a snack. But he, had some, he said he had something to do this afternoon. Demix asked. It's probably with Axel. That's, why is that an ask? Why is that a question? Oh, mm. oh, oh. He's with Axel. He's with Axel? <laughs> yeah, they got the PS2 working again yesterday. <laughs> Demix nodded, very sure of himself as Luxord and Zaldan eyed their female colleague, curious at her outburst. I'll find him if you like, Zaldan offered. I need something to occupy my time anyways. Yeah? Send him on in here when you find him. Luxord waved as Zaldan turned to leave. I'm on a roll fleecing stupid young people today. Standing outside the lounge as though ready to enter was the hulking, muscular form of organization's number five, Lexeus, a man of tremendous stature and strength, once again not to be confused with ugly, with wiry reddish-brown hair, blue eyes, and a strong jawline. He is known as the Silent Hero, and wields a tremendous tomahawk as well as the element of Earth. There is an idiotic tendency to portray Lexeus as a big dolt. This is perhaps due to the size or his tendency to stay silent in a large group setting, but it is, in fact, an incorrect assumption. He is rather fond of the occasional obscure brick of a Russian novel, and his silence only makes him a better listener. He is notable as a very good source of information regarding goings-on within the organization. And once again, the narrator feels inclined to tell you this because nobody in the world seems to know who poor Alexei is or how to properly introduce him. Unless, of course, he is portrayed to be having sex with his close associate number six, Zexion. Alexeus looks shamefully upon his fanfiction portrayal and asks the starant narrator to not discuss it further. You know, that's that that's that sums up all of like the dubbed like Kingdom Hearts Yaoi comics I used to watch when I was a kid on YouTube. <laughs> what? Yeah, Excuse I, me? Yeah, I used to watch all these like dubbed Kingdom Hearts fan comics that usually had like Yaoi elements in them, and one of the running jokes was like they, they do like, tend yeah. to be Yaoi. Yeah. Most yeah. most Kingdom Hearts fan content tends to be Yaoi. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. Ugh. All right, that's fun. <clears throat> uh, am I Alexei? Well, you can be like that. Yeah. Zaldin, he said, nodding respectfully. Good afternoon. 
Afternoon, is it really? Zaldan replied. The sky was always dark outside. Hell if he knew how to tell. I'm not sure. It feels like an afternoon. Lexia shrugged. Yeah, yes. How are you today, my friend? Anything of note going on? Mm, not particularly. I was looking for Vexen. I wanted to hear about the results of his last experiment. Rumor has it he's discovered a new type of Heartless. Zaldan raised an eyebrow. Really? Odd. I didn't know he was looking into anything like that. Yes, it seems several of the Dusks were found to have unique injuries last time they came back from patrol. Vexen studied the wounds, and Zexion says he was able to isolate the presence of a new breed from them. Superior wants me to check on his results. Lexeus nodded. Lexeus nodded. My brain shut off. Intriguing. Syax said he encountered a new breed on patrol today. Zaldan told him. Perhaps they are all the same. Presenting the information together may prove useful. Hmm, that's a good idea. Perhaps it will get the main plot of the story going as well. Let's go. To make a long story shorter, they found Vexen in his laboratory in the lower levels of the castle. Vexen's the third of our hero of our trio of heroes. He has long, dirty blonde hair, green eyes, and is over the age of thirty, which makes him an Old geezer in the eyes of our ageist culture. He is number four in the organization, the Chili Academic, with control over the element of ice and a pretty bitchin' shield that he uses for attacks. In Vexen's defense... The shield's not that bitchin'. <laughs> yeah. I'ma keep it real with you, Chief. In Vexen's defense, it is not his fault he is always so cranky. Popular opinion places him as a pissy, bitching, white trash intellectual with a two-foot stick of his ass and an odd penchant for child molestation. Yeah, this person definitely read the same comics that I did. <laughs> I, well, I feel like that's just a general opinion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who this is the deconstruction on the Kingdom Hearts fan base. It is. Sergio, would you like to be Vexen? I will be Vexen. <clears throat> Good evening, gentlemen. Vexen stood from his desk and greeted them with a polite bow. Afternoon, actually. Zaldan corrected. The sky is off today, it seems. Is it really? Hmm. We came to see about your latest research, number four, Lexeus explained. Oh, yes. I just finished up drawing a chart for such an explanation. Vexen looked giddy all of a sudden, rushing over to his desk and lifting up a series of complicated notes and diagrams detailing his research. I've got a torrent of exposition all ready for you. Torrent? <laughs> torrent? Why is, why is Vexen torrenting that? <laughs> Do Jacob, you hear you okay? that? I'm tired. Okay. Zaldan eyed the readers. Pay attention, this is important. Clearing his Hear throat. That? All Vexen. of you listening, pay attention. Yeah, you, you, you know yourself. You, listen. Clearing his throat. <clears throat> Vexen held up an image of a pathetic, shriveled little heartless that looked more like a ghostly worm than anything else. This gentleman is the new species in its most basic form. Uh... uh... 
Those. These. Those are the things that almost kicked Tyax's ass. Zaldan's eyes widened considerably. <laughs> that, that sentence. That little worm. Ah, yes, but it has much more bites than its bark. Vexen grinned. In any case, this new species is unique in that they seem to affect a part of the body other than the heart. From my research, it's possible that I'm saying they were pro programmed to seek out and eliminate the, uh... There was a short pause. He bobbed his head in an obvious downward motion. You know. The you know? Zaldan bobbed his head as well. The that? Lexeus queried. No, 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 not that. Vexen waved his hands around in a circular motion. The, you know. Oh. Uh, Zaldan and Lexeus said quietly. I don't know what they're trying to say. Are they talking I... about the cock and penis or the shit ass? <laughs> I call this it. species the gutless. Hmm. That's an interesting name, Lexeus commented. If they target the, uh, you know. <laughs> yes, I was going to call them the nutless, but Disney put their foot down. Vexen from nonsense about not scaring the children in lawsuits. It's like about a VHS cover or something. But never mind all that. They are rather interesting, though, don't you think? I can only imagine why our enemies in the Heartless would send out such a creature. You don't suppose there's a separate kingdom for... Zaldan drifted off, thankfully before anybody got any terrible ideas. The narrator said, before any got any terrible ideas, stop that giggling! Close your word processor right now! Thank you. You said that Syax ran into a new species of Heartless today? Lexeus reminded Zaldan with a nudge on the shoulder. Oh yes. Perhaps the Heartless are employing this new species in the battle already. Syak said he and Roxas ran into a large group of them in Hollow Bastion today. Zaldan said. He was wounded in the hand by one of them. Was he? Zvexen looked excited suddenly. Do you suppose he's already healed the wound? I would like to have a look at it and add the notes to my research. I haven't the slightest idea. Zaldan shook his head. We ought to check, though, and ask Roxas. You know how Syax gets in battle. Roxas will have gotten a better look at them. After this, are we done jumping around from floor to floor? Lexeus asked. I'm quite hoping we'll get to the main plot one of these paragraphs. Muffled noises from within the portal to Syax's chamber should have tipped off our triumphant trio that something was terribly wrong inside. But there wasn't any other bad sign until Lexeus knocked on the side of the portal and called inside. Hey, Syax, are you in? There was no response. He had gone in. He had gone to see the superior a while ago. Perhaps he isn't back yet. Wait, I know what they're doing. I know what they're doing. Oh no! Syax is gonna be gay. He's gonna be infinitely gay. I read the comics. I know where this is going. <laughs> oh, Jacob, who's who's you Syax? I was Syax. Oh, wait, was Sergio? I'm, I was Syax. Okay, fuck. My memory's leaving me. Syax's voice fluttered through the portal. Wait a minute. Fluttered? Vexen made a face. What an interesting verb to use in conjunction with our stoic and somewhat psychotic comrade. 
All right. Here we go, boys. Vexen would find himself a fair bit more disturbed when the trio entered Syax's room to find out that number seven had been busy doing a little redecorating in the unlikely 20 minutes since Zaldan had last seen him. A fresh coat of cheerful lavender paint had been haphazardly flung all over previously white walls, and colorful sun catchers in the shape of stars and moons hung from the ceiling on big strings. Throw pillows were tossed around, piles of fluffy blankets and cheery-flavored incense wafted across the room in tendrils of smoke. Syax himself was kneeling in front of a mirror, whistling. Sergio, would you do the honors? Well, can he whistle that? I, I can't whistle. Is that legal? I, uh, I think we would break our ears and uh, everybody who's listening ears if we did that. So uh, he's just doodah. whistling. Zippity doo and curling uh, his hair. No, 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 no. That's uh, that's fucking Splash Mountain. Yeah. The also the racist car the racist cartoon. Was it really racist? Was it, it so wasn't... racist it had to be pulled? Yeah, that's why it was pulled. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. We're not gonna get into that. There's no time tonight. We're all gonna lose our brain cells. Go ahead, Serge. Hello, fellows. He called in a chipper voice, waving with his other hand. How does this evening see you? Zaldan Vexen and Lixaeus took a moment to survey this scene and replace their wide-open, dropped jaws. Diax, we were... Zaldan drifted off. Just coming to ask about that new Heartless you found. Uh, oh, those silly old things? No matter, no matter. Syax giggled, tossing his hand. They were so mean. Like, oh my god. I didn't think Roxy and I were going to get out. They were all shape-shifty and stuff. Like, oh my god. Zaldan murmured. Roxy, Lexaeus echoed. Shape-shifting? Really? Vexen pulled out a notebook to write that down. Sergio. Uh, yeah, so, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, they can, like, turn into little teethy guys and stuff. Syax began to hum again, fluffing up his hair and standing up to twirl around in circles in front of the mirror. Sergio! Yes, yeah, so somebody's gorgeous. Sorry, I'm being lost in this fucking... Document. We should not have fault. decided to read this at 2 in the morning. This no, was a, it's not, this... no, 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 it's not. The, I, I just get lost on fanfiction.net. It was the way it's set up. Ouch. Near the doorway, Vexen was still furiously taking notes as Zaldan and Lexaeus eyed each other. Something very strange is going on. He wasn't like this earlier, Zaldan. Was he? No. Zaldan looked puzzled. I think perhaps Marluce has been dumping his dead herbs into the water again. Maybe he's not feeling well from his encounter with the Heartless earlier. Hi, X. Vexen said suddenly. I wonder if I might have a look at your wound from today. That's you, Sergio. Oh, yeah! Syax squeaked waltzing over and pulling off his glove. 
I was going to heal it up earlier, but it, it was like really itching. So I decided to wait till later due to it. Look at the rash. Isn't it totally weird? Syx's hand was host to a small, pink, heart-shaped rash centered by the fang marks Zaldan had noticed earlier. The wound hadn't quite closed yet. Very unusual for nobody. But even more unusual was how warm to the touch number seven's skin felt. Vexen glanced at his notes concerned and then up to Syx. Syax, you said it's been itchy, and this was from from those new heartless. Mm-hmm. Syax pursed his lips and nodded. Roxy and I got attacked earlier while we were on patrol. I got bitten in the hands, and um, I think Roxy got nicked in the ankle. Mean little buggers. Looked like little worms, but they got these big teeth. Vexen closed his notebook suddenly. Ah, uh, uh, thank you, Syax. That's all I need. Luxeus, Zaldan, if you'd follow me back to the proof. Oh my god, you guys should totally stick around! Syax hopped up and down suddenly. I'm gonna make some tea and cookies and we can sit around a circle with all my new pillows Jesus and talk Christ. about our feeling. I'm telling you, there's this little... There's this beautiful little flutter in the, in the place where my heart would be lately. I think I'm in love. The tea sounds lovely, Syax, but we're a bit busy this afternoon, Zaldan told him as he ducked through the portal. Afternoon, is it really? Syax cocked his head. Uh, yes, maybe some other time. Lexeus followed the others out. How far does the recording are we? Jesus Christ. We are only 40 minutes in. For only 40 minutes? That's not too long by our standards nowadays. I mean, yeah, but this is... <laughs> this is also at 2 this in the morning. 2 in the morning. Uh, this is incredibly painful. Is it? <laughs> I think I think we made it painful it's by funny. trying to record at 2 in the morning. It's funny, but it's also like... It's cursed. <laughs> it's cursed. I think it's going to pick up real fast here. All right. Uh, let's see. That was the most terrifying ever seen. From yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, I was scrolling around to see when it end. When it would end, and this is a long first chapter, so we're not going to get through it all. I think. Let's read this section then. Summarize our Ooh. thoughts. Well, that was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Lexi I think we could do. Something. We could probably do two more. Okay, sounds good. Once they had all reappeared. I can't believe it. I thought the data was just a fluke. But it looks like I was right. Vexen's face was a mix between triumph and horror. Did you leave something out of the exposition, Vexen? Zaldan asked crossly. Something perhaps involving permanent side effects? It sounded impossible. A few of my reports found the presence of some kind of... Hmm, I guess you could most easily call it a virus or a parasite. Some sort of organism in the saliva of the gutless. Vexen explained. The gutless are so weak it's difficult to imagine anyone being overtaken by them, resulting in the loss of... you know. So they evolved the parasite to pass onto their victims instead? Lexaeus's pupils got very small. Yes, data suggests that the parasite slowly inhibits the function of you know, rendering the victim into a state I will colloquially refer to as ookification. <laughs> Vexen announced. 
the state wipes the personality and demeanor of a victim completely clean, replacing it with one of complete and utter submission. This causes the victim to become weak, fluffy, emotional, and utterly incapable of standing up for themselves, only wanting to be in contact with others to further spread the epidemic. Quite frankly, disgusting. That sounds like the plot of a really horrible pornography. Zaldan noted. So Syx is the parasite and he's lost his, you know. Are they talking about penis? I think they're talking about guts, manliness, masculinity. Okay. I don't, I, okay. I think they're talking about his balls. Because he's, he's, he's lost his... his that, his, his very, oh, they are talking, they, they're calling them the nutless. So I think it might be, I'm, it oh, might be balls. Oh, yeah, you're right. I remember, I remember Vexen was making circular motions. Yeah, that's yep. true. Yep, yep. That would explain the giggling and the sissy redecorating. <laughs> the Psyx we recruited is stoic, collected, and mildly psychopathic with a sadistic twist. Poor Psyx. Lexaeus looked horrified at the mere thought as the group began a brisk walk towards the top of the room and the path to Zemnus's chamber. We must alert the superior before it spreads. <clears throat> oh, just how contagious is it? Zaldan asked all of a sudden. Vexen thought about it for a moment and made an expression of dawning realization. In a sealed wound, I wouldn't think it too bad, but Syax's wound has been open all day. Has he been around any others? He went to see Zemnis earlier, Zaldan said with concern. And he was with Roxas. No, I keep reading, sorry. Never speak to me again. And he was with Roxas when the attack occurred. Roxas was in the lounge earlier, and he's with Axel now. More importantly, perhaps, we were just in contact with Syax, Lexei said with dawning terror. There was a short pause. We split up. Zaldan finally announced. Vexen, you go find Roxas and check the upper levels and make sure those upstairs haven't been affected. Lexeus, you head to the lounge. I'll go speak with the superior. Meet me there when you finish, and we'll discuss what we're to do. Finding Roxas and Axel's rooms both empty. Oh no! Vexen wandered around the floor until he came to Marluxia's chambers, formerly known as the conservatory where nothing grows. Marluxia, there's been an incident. He called as he brushed a few vines and flowers out of his way into the doorway. There's... Oh, dear. Vexen always did hate coming in here. The organization members were allowed to decorate the rooms however they liked. Zaldan's was a sophisticated library. Lexaeus's was a gym. And Vexen's was an underground laboratory. Marluxia had chosen to turn his into a fabulous garden with giant vines and colorful flowers growing in all corners. Not to mention Marluxia was a pretentious, conniving, underhanded fruitcake. Marluxia oh was in the process. This, this was written 15 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> is Marluxia, is fruitcake like a, a bad thing now? I can't remember. I, uh, Generally speaking, calling anyone a fruitcake tends to be looked down upon considering the connotation. Didn't we call someone a fruitcake for like a year? No, we kept saying wizards were fruits. Yeah, fruits. Yes. All right. Marluxia was in the process of caring for a giant pink orchid in the center of the room, lovingly stroking it and talking to it in a sweet tone. I'll do Marluxia. Okay. Yes, we are thirsty today, my little flower, aren't we? 
Yes, let Daddy give you some water. He kissed its petals and tipped a pink watering can around the flower's base, sprouting up from the crack, cracks in the stone floor. We are such a healthy little flower, aren't we? Yes, precious, beautiful, grow up big and beautiful for Daddy. Mm. Precious, your pollen is growing so fragrant. I just love the scent of your beautiful pollen. Good morning, Vexen. Out to let a little light on your shriveled, lifeless complexion. Afternoon. He corrected. If I sound like I'm uh, pausing before I read, it's because I'm chugging water. Okay. Continue. And no, Vexen said. Marluxia flipped his ash-brown hair out of his eyes and frowned. That's not what color his hair is. Yeah, it's pink. It's pink. Mm, is it really? Mm, I've wasted half the day away planting seeds and watering precious little ones. One little precious, my bad. How the time flies. How have you been feeling? All right today? Vexen eyed the circumstances he had found number 11 in, but promptly remembered... Such a we remembered. Then again, I suppose this isn't really out of the ordinary for you. Oh, how droll you are. Marluxia tossed his head, crossing his arms. To each his own. Some people get like to give life to beauty, and others like to lock themselves in stuffy basements playing mad scientists and talking to test tubes. I would rather be in a stuffy basement than surrounded by such vibrant symbols of femininity. Vexen sneered, somewhat ironically, since the narrator believes if you squinted him in the right light, he looks like Galadriel from Lord of the Rings. What? Which one? <laughs> I think. Okay. Continue, in any case, Rich. straighten up. There's been an incident downstairs. Mm. Has there? Marluxia raised an eyebrow. Has Malarxine finally had her way with the best? Oh, never mind. Pardon? Nothing, nothing, don't mind me. What sort of incident? Marluxia pressed, taking the time to water a few more of the flowers in his garden. Oh dear, were you in charge of positioning guards today? Should I run for my life? I need to know if you've looked up from your flowers long enough to see Syax or Roxas today. I see Syax and Roxas every day. He you smiled. You know what I mean, you preening uppity prima donna. Only briefly, Roxas and Axel were playing their atrocious video games again and making a hell of a lot of noise. My lilies were starting to wilt from the dip. Vexen marveled at Marluxia's ability to make absolutely anything sound like a terrible innuendo. He was truly the master. Where are they now? I don't know, he huffed. As I said, I've been in here all day planting seeds and watering. These beauties don't grow this lovely on their own, you know. Right. I heard some voices and an odd noise from Axel's room earlier. He shrugged. That is, I think I did. Who could tell over that awful game? 
I see. Well, do us all a favor and stay in there for the time being. Well, number three, five, and I look into this incident. He said. And that is a command. Very well. Marluxia nodded crisply, turning back around to water more plants. Watch yourself on the way out. My man-eaters haven't been fed yet. Damn it. He had to be doing that on purpose. He had to be. The card game had been all but abandoned by the time Lexeus reached the lounge. He was, unfortunately, too late to prevent the atrocity he walked in on. Suffice to say, the early insult war brewing between Luxor, Demix, and Larxene was nowhere to be seen. Larxene, in fact, was nowhere to be seen, but it was difficult to miss Luxor and Demix sprawled out on the floor in the throes of a loving embrace. Fully clothed, you sick, twisted, little freak monkeys. Oh, oh no, who's I talking? Just, oh I just, no. I just feel so, so safe with you. Yes. Yes, I've, I've always wanted somebody to love. I know. I know the feeling. Touch me. Yes. Touch my face and tell me I exist. You exist. Where do I exist? In my heart. We don't have hearts. Oh, we guessed right. We guessed right. Lexeus protested, looking on the verge of projectile vomiting. Yes, we do. Demix screamed. I have a heart, and it belongs to Luxord. And my heart belongs to Demix, Luxord cried triumphantly. This is disgusting. I'm going to put a stop to this right now. <laughs> Lexeus stepped forward to deal with his comrades. Demix. Demix. He's going to separate us, Luxord. Demix wailed. I wouldn't bet on it. Luxord looked for a moment like he was going to stand up and do something about the infringement on Demix and his parasitic psycho love, but instead hugged the younger nobody closer and cuddled him. Lexeus promptly fixed it, however, by grabbing Demix by the back of the coat and yanking him away, hanging him on a coat rack and out of commission while he dealt with the sobbing, sensitive Luxord. Don't take him away from me. I love him. Luxord wailed pathetically, clinging to Lexeus' sleeve and sobbing like a six-year-old girl. I love you too, Luxord. Demix shrieked, reaching out his hand. Tell me you'll never leave me. I'll never leave you. Mercifully, Lexeus knocked Luxord unconscious and promptly stuffed his body in an upright cabinet, latching the door with a spatula. What? <laughs> okay. Okay. You can't do this, Alexeus. Demix screeched, kicking and fighting to loose himself Wee! from the coat rack. You can't separate true love. You don't know him. You don't know how stupid and disgusting what you're saying is, Demix. Alexeus shook his head. I and have announced. a feeling yeah? that the person who wrote this might not be a fan of gay people. <laughs> I think I mean, whoever wrote this... Consider, considering every time they talk about gay love, it's like, wow, this is disgusting. This Ugh. sucks. I think They're, it's in the context that every single time that it was made in the Kingdom Hearts community, it was shamelessly trying to push headcanon ships and uh, being horny in the aughts. I just feel like referring to it like disgusting might not be... I think the, a lot like of it was just idea. disgustingly dumb at the time. Have you have you seen how desperate 
shipper fan fictions are. As the great Emma Avelli once said, pro gay, anti slash. Agreed. <clears throat> it didn't seem to take long at all. He turned his thoughts to himself, assessing how he felt. No different than normal. Certainly not as though he was suffering the malfunction of his. You know. Did the parasite really kick in so suddenly, out of the blue? What happened to Larkseen? He asked to Demix a moment later, shaking away the troubling thoughts. My brain shut off. Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, where the fuck are we, Matt? Uh, I don't. Do you do you see respect our love? It's yes. two lines below that. Two lines below that. Well, not two but, lines, like a paragraph, and then. Um, I see. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I was too busy looking for someone to watch over me. Demix sighed miserably. Uh, I was thinking. Yes. Please, please, Lexeus, I beg of you. I, I just need somebody to prove I exist. Show me they love me, please. You are barking up the wrong tree entirely, number nine. Lexeus patted him on the head. You stay here and don't move. We shall fix you. Ouch. Well, damn, they're going to fix him. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? <laughs> that, Lexeus. That's some... That's some sus wording. Yeah, I mean, he's you'd super, get canceled for saying that now, but... He, he, he's about to give Demix the, uh, the Lark Seed treatment, if you know the, what I mean. I, I was gonna say the Michael Pence treatment, but that works too. <laughs> Lexeus was interrupted by the door to the lounge, swinging open, and a shadowy figure stumbling out of the hallway. Who wants to be Zexion? Sergio doesn't have a, a role in this, so Sergio can uh, be yeah, Zexion. Yeah, yeah, alright. Lexeus. Zexian was sporting black eyeliner and a set of Hot Topic spiked wristbands as he held out his arms and stepped towards the, the giant. The, 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 this, the, this is just based on the comics I used to read. Lexeus, I, I have a confession. Oh. Or the comics that you used to read are based on this. He's mine, you bitch. Demix <laughs> No, no, no. No, <laughs> he promised to love me. Zexion threw himself forward, missing Lexeus by a hair as he stepped backwards abruptly and summoned his tomahawk. Lexeus, I, well, what's the worst that I could say? Things are better. If oh my I god, say. That's, my, that's my chemical romance. That's <laughs> <laughs> the worst that I could say. Things are better if I say so long and good night. Demix contributed to the vicious pot shot, much to the narrator's enjoyment. So long and good night. Unless you can show me I exist, I'm going to. Zexion drifted off, overdramatically, staring at the wall in a fairly transcendent manner. End it. I don't think so, number six. Lexeus said reasonably. You are not yourself. Your tomahawk is so... Zexion zoned out on it and began to... Drool a bit. Shiny. Shiny and colorful, and I want to touch it. 
Thank you, but I don't think so. Lexeus supported the weapon on his shoulder, noting how Zexion seemed unwilling to take his eyes off it and concentrate on the manner at hand. Perhaps there was a second wave of parasites known as the Brainless? I've always, always needed somebody to show me the way. Zexion murmured stupidly. Me, me too. Demix's eyes watered. Really? Zexion's eyes got big and watery as he eyed his comrade hanging from the wall. That's so, so beautiful. Demix drifted off with a moronic grin. I apologize for this, but I cannot stand to hear any more of your cornball dialogue. Lexeus took the opportunity while Zexion was turned around and stepped forward, mercilessly kicking the smaller man away from him. Zexion caught himself in the coat hook that Demix dangled from, ripped it out of the wall, and freed the young man to untie his hands and make his own effort at winning Lexeus's lack of a heart. Well, that didn't work as planned. Lexeus said to no one in particular, a hint of alarm in his voice. Alright, on three. Okay. One, two, three. Dominate me. The others shrieked together. They leapt for him simultaneously, but Lexeus evaded, smacking their heads together to knock them both unconscious and summoning a portal to make a break for it. So is Luxor just fucking dead? Yeah. Yeah, he's dead. Don't worry. He's dead. We killed okay. him. This is really turning out to be one of those days, Lexeus grumbled. I believe this is. I think that's them. a good. I think that's a good way to to end it. To be honest, true. We're about over an hour, right? Uh, just barely at an hour. Um, uh, whatever. I'm this tired. Is a, this is the longest chunk, so I think this is a good place to end it. Yeah, I'm tired. We're all tired. Yeah. So, what did you guys think? I liked it. It was kind of uh sussy. But that's just, it's a product of its times. I can't, yeah. or I can't complain about it because that was just how society was at that point in time. Yeah, but it's not really talking about gay relations. It's talking about bad slash fiction. I mean, yeah, it's just, the, it's also just the way that it's, you know, like. But it's not talking about gay relationships. It's talking about bad slash fiction. These are two different things. I mean, yeah, it's. I, I get what I'm you mean say, about like, the usage of language. I'm not saying it's talking about gay relationships. I'm just saying, even if you it weren't talking about gay relationships, in a modern context, like the 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 phrasing would probably not be as readily accepted as it would have been written 15 years ago, which is absolutely fine. I think it's interesting more than anything. It's a reminder of how how society changes, and even when it feels like it doesn't, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I don't ever use Twitter or anything like that, but it feels like I would I would write something pretty similar to this. I like I still don't see any reason to avoid using the term fruitcake. I still don't see any reason well, well, to well, avoid well, using well, a lot of the stuff in it. Well, it's it was not like necessarily the term fruitcake, but it's more just like the general language of like you guys are you guys are kissing on each other. This is wrong. 
Like it's mm-hmm. more of like the general like phrasing rather than like yeah. word usage. Yeah, but no this one is in the no context of a mind would've... controlling virus. Like I get what you guys are talking about, but it's not in the context of them being in control of their own actions. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that it's still sort of part of society for guys to act masculine, and it's kind of odd for a guy to act like Marluxia was acting earlier in the chapter. It's definitely become less prominent, like you've said, but, you know, I think it's still enough part of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, uh, I liked it. I'm sorry yeah, we I didn't can... get to the very ending part. It has one of my favorite lines. What is, is the line? One about rape. What? <laughs> where where Marluxia says, Lexeus, Zaldan, you won't let me rape you won't let him rape me, will you? I'm tired <laughs> of being raped, please. What the fuck? No. Oh. My favorite wait, line oh, is wait, wait, I know I this is a, a reference to a specific comic because Marluxia is begging Vexen not to rape him. And there was a comic I read where I think v- Vexen humped Zexion and they put him on trial for it. Ouch. Jacob, are you listening to a video? No. I heard you listening to a video. Anyways, uh, I we could talk about it more, but we're all pretty fucking tired, I think. Good night, everybody. Or maybe good morning, or good afternoon, whenever you're listening. Goodbye.